Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to a very special episode. I mean, maybe not as special as last episode was, but this one's special too. We made a mistake. We made a <laughs> yeah, mistake. we did. <laughs> we were talking about the milestone of a year long since our return, and it turns out, Zach had done the math and had fact-checked, it, last episode, episode 79, was the one-year anniversary of our return. Yeah. Today is episode 80, so that's a milestone. And it's also the one-year anniversary of when we started uploading videos on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So I, basically, like, right after the episode, I went and looked because I was like, we teased it the entire episode of, like, a year, a year is coming up or maybe. And then we just kept going, like, maybe this was a year. I don't know. And I was like, okay, I need to know. So I pulled it up. It was a year last episode, like you said, was our first podcast back. And then a year this episode is our first uploaded YouTube video. So now we've been buzzing along on YouTube for a year mm-hmm. at this point. So thank you to everyone who's followed along on our YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, comment, share, whatever you guys do on there. And then again, thank you to everyone who's been following us on the podcast. It's been an absolute blast of a journey to this point. A year later, here we are still making podcasts from the return. It lasted longer than the first time around. I'm pretty sure the first time we did it for like five months and then everything just got chaotic. Zoom wasn't a thing. I remember I had set up like I was at school. I had the soundboard, my computer, a monitor, my phone going into another thing and two or three separate apps uploaded so that I could try to like record all the sound from one thing to another also see you guys on facetime also have times in some of the notes and everything going on all at once and then there was discord there was facetime there was skype like there was a million things going on my computer sounded like it was going to explode every single time we were recording and then uh it would just got too chaotic recording was hard editing was hard it was hard to get all the boys together and we shut her down after like I guess almost like six months at that point, but here we are a year, a year running. So we're at like a year and six months total of the lads and launchers podcast. Pretty cool journey to be on with you, McGee. I'm glad, uh, glad we're still buzzing along here because it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, dude, it has been fun from being international, um, just seeing (laughs) random countries that listen to us and, and meeting people who like know me from the podcast or have heard of the podcast that I've never met before. It's a pretty yeah. cool thing. It's like, wow, like really, you like, you know, you know about that. And like, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. just something that was between my friends and I, but like, it's, it's pretty cool how it's progressed. We've been able to chat with uh, a lot of cool people over the, the tenure of, of when we've been, we've been doing this. It's pretty wild though. Like I know we were doing the discord was back when, back when discord was trash and like nothing was working. <laughs> yeah. Like quarantine kind of helped develop the quality of community like online communication platforms for, for sure. sure so yeah it's exciting man and people always like go up to me and like oh you're the podcast guy or whatever but like i don't know man i don't like being on camera i don't like like recording myself at like parties or like i'm not a big social media guy posting frequently on instagram or like especially pictures of myself like i don't like speaking i don't like listen to my voice record it's kind of weird like everything that i do with lads and launchers is something that like isn't necessarily what i would do in my day-to-day life or how i would like carry myself normally and i don't know why but it just doesn't bother me with lads and launchers it gets no. out there it's kind of like out of sight out of mind like i don't like i don't i rewatch the video once and then that's it yeah yeah you know what i was thinking about that actually like when we first started i was like i don't know I don't even want to hear my own voice. So why would anybody else want to hear it? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, 
I was like, obviously I didn't want to be, I, I kind of liked being on camera kind of thing. Like we did, I did some stuff in high school of like being in front of the camera and doing some like fake act, like some acting stuff or whatever, like not full, like acting, acting, but just as jokes. And then, but still I was like a little bit uncomfortable and like, I don't know what people think, blah, blah, blah. And then it was kind of just, I think we all just hit a point of like, who cares what other people think? Like, we're just doing this. We're enjoying it. Like we're having fun. It's a good way for all the boys to get together and chat every now and then. And now here I am, like, I love doing this. Like I've started branching out and doing all these different things. And like, we've put ourselves out there and completely put everything on the line and it's been an absolute blast. And we've gotten opportunities from this that we would have never otherwise got. And I think that for the both of us, it's expanded like things that we're comfortable with and things that we'd be comfortable with going forward, like even just in jobs or other situations like that, because of this experience that we've got to have. Yeah. It, it's, it still kind of blows my mind when I actually think about it. Cause it's not often that I'll sit down and, and really think about like what we've done and like what we're, what we're doing. It's just kind of like, Oh, that happened. I had a meeting today or I recorded an episode today and yeah. I take it. So like just piece by piece at a time, but then you take a step back. You're like, wow, like that's really, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, good. Wow, yeah. I never like, expected that our PS4 parties would turn into that and like getting to meet Paul Bizanet and like yeah. James Duffy and Cabby Richards and singing Stronger Beer with Tim Hicks. Like what the hell? Yeah, I know. You think about that. Like we sat down on a Zoom call and sang Stronger Beer with Tim Hicks. Like it's just, you go from sitting in the basement and talking about Will Ferrell movies all of a sudden we're interviewing guys who were playing in the OHL and we're like, Oh, this is pretty cool. But we have buddies playing the OHL. Okay. Now we're playing, now we're interviewing AHL guys and all of a sudden Anthony Sorelli comes on and then we just graduate on to Like you said, Paul B. Sinet, we recorded an episode with James Duthie that gets stolen on my computer. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, and then next thing, you know, like Duthie says, he'll come back on. We have him on. And I'm pretty sure it was actually a year ago today was the James Duthie episode. I'm pretty sure that was the first YouTube video ever that we put out. So some cool things along the way. And then even just like the keeper of the cup, like I'm at, like, imagine sitting there t- saying on the, uh, playstation party like yeah boys we're gonna interview the guy who looks care looks after the stanley cup every single day like i would have been like yeah that's good one like one can dream (laughs) yeah it's pretty it's pretty well and and the one common denominator that makes it all possible is the listeners yes thank you for listening whether you're an avid listener whether you reply to our stories or you're a complete closeted listener and just will refuse to admit that you're a listener of lots of lawn chairs um that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. We appreciate you and, and we'll keep doing this as long. Yeah. As keep- thank you guys for the support, but McGee it's episode 80. And as we said, we've done uh player battles every single week, I guess since like sometime in the episode fifties, the 50 episodes, because yeah. Ben OC suggested we do this. He thought it'd be a good idea because we were naming episodes after players, but multiple episodes have some good guys you could name it after. So no, I think it was 40s because I'm pretty sure we had a Rich Peverly episode. You're right. You're right. You're right, actually. Yes, you're right. So, yeah, okay. So even back 40, into the 40s. I think it's like 46 or 47. I want to say 47. Okay. So we've been at this for a while then, these player battles. Yeah. But this week we have two legends. Legends. They're actually they're going to have some great intros coming up here. They both have incredible 
stat lines and resumes to go with it. And I was thinking we just take it down to, because of the sports these guys played, we can make it as simple as just an egg race. So what I'm thinking is these guys will have to race from one side of a football field to the other and back carrying an egg on a spoon. So you have to cradle the the egg on the spoon and you have to beat the other guy in the race. Okay. Yeah. Obviously can't drop the egg, break the egg, whatever. If you, if you drop it and it doesn't break, pick it up, keep going, whatever you got to do, but the egg can't break. And then the first one to go there and back wins the egg race. So McGee episode 80 player introductions. Here we go. Our first competitor, he was drafted third overall in the fourth round of the 1987 NFL supplemental draft by the Philadelphia Eagles. He played 16 seasons in the NFL, three with Philadelphia, 13 with Minnesota, and one with the Miami Dolphins. In a 209 career games played, he totaled 1,101 receptions, 13,899 receiving yards, and 130 receiving touchdowns. An eight-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro, a member of the All-1990s Hall of Fame team, and a member of the Football Hall of Fame. A six-foot, three-inch, 202-pound wide receiver from Troy, Ohio, Gradual Christopher Darren Carter, a.k.a. Chris Carter. Gradual. Yeah, his first name Gradual, man. I was looking for the nicknames like we've been doing. This guy's name is Gradual Christopher Darren Carter. So I was like, oh, that's the whole thing's got to go in there, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Nothing gradual about about those stats, though. (laughs) No. His competitor in the egg race. He was drafted in the first round, 16th overall by the San Francisco 49ers in the 1985 NFL Draft. He played 20 seasons in the NFL, 16 seasons with San Fran, three with the Oakland Raiders, and a half a season with the Seattle Seahawks. In 303 games played, he totaled 1,549 receptions, 22,895 receiving yards, and 197 receiving touchdowns, as well as 10 rushing touchdowns. A 13-time Pro Bowler, 10-time All-Pro, 1987 Offensive Player of the Year, 1993 Offensive Player of the Year, All-1980s Hall of Fame team member, All-1990s Hall of Fame team member, a three-time Super Bowl champion, a three-time Super Bowl champion, McGee, and a member of the Football Hall of Fame, a six-foot, two-inch, 200-pound wide receiver from Crawford, Mississippi, Jerry Flash 80 Rice. That's a kind of that's kind of a cool nickname, Flash 80. <laughs> Yeah, he. You also you want to know what his other nicknames were that I found? So one of them is World, just straight up World. <laughs> That's what World it said. Rice. Yeah, Jerry World Rice, and then the other one is the Goat, Jerry the Goat Rice. <laughs> like this guy has some sick nicknames. Yeah, I mean, twenty seasons in the NFL. I feel like it's not very common that anybody plays 20 seasons in the NFL these days. No, no, I don't think so either. And like a wide receiver, I feel like he's, his body takes a good amount of wear and tear. Both these guys, wide receivers, 16 years and 20 years. That's a long time. These guys played it in the, uh, in the NFL. So that's, it's pretty impressive that they lasted that long and were that durable, mm-hmm. but both incredible stat lines, both in amazing resumes, Hall of Fame members. Like this is a this is a good player battle for sure. I'm just I'm I can't wrap my head around this one. This is something that 
This is a tough battle. And this is one of the first battles that I've ever seen that I don't have a clear-cut winner, in my mind at least, prior mm-hmm. to making a decision. Okay, McGee, I never saw these guys play, so it's hard for me to tell on that level. And maybe I'm missing something here, and like somebody's going to tell me, like, whoa, wait a minute, this guy was like insanely fast or some sh- like something like that. But I think these guys have the exact same skill level on term in terms of their hands, because uh, how many receptions, how many touchdowns these guys have, like both wide receivers. They're obviously soft hands, like silky mints going on here, but Jerry flash 80 rice. There's a reason this guy's called flash, right? Like flash 80. This guy had to be just jetting around the football fields and I think it's just for me, it's just Jerry Rice, like Jerry the Goat World Flash 80 Rice. His name's also Jerry Lee Rice, by the way. That's his real name. That's his full name, Jerry Lee Rice. So I'm good. I'm giving this one to Jerry Rice, flat out. Jerry Rice, ah, uh, that's a good. It's a good decision. I mean, I feel like it's hard to bet bet against those stats. Um. Man. (laughs) You're really stumped by this one, Eddie. Like, this one is really taking a toll on you. I am. I am. Break me, break down the thought process for me here. Like, what what is withholding you from rolling with Jerry Rice with me here? I just. I just think that. Jerry Rice may be too fast for his own good. You think that like he's gonna be flying and just like drop this egg? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think he might be too fast. <laughs> that he'll he'll focus more on speed than balance. And I think I'm gonna go with Chris Carter on this one. Okay. Just because his name's gradual. Uh, like it just, <laughs> it just makes sense for the competition. I gotta go with my boy gradual Christopher Darren Carter here gradually getting it done good stat line i think he's just kind of steady eddie still not a slow poke by any means mm-hmm. but i think if he takes it gradually as his name implies that he'll he's he won't drop the egg he'll be more be more conscientious okay of the task at hand and and uh ultimately come out with the w so i'm going chris carter all right so this is back to back week of weeks of ties and what we're gonna have to do is put the two tie break or the two player battles that tied in next episode, because we haven't had enough time this week to get that player battle up and have the poll out for people to vote on for this past episode for episode yeah. 79, because we had a tie there too, with the uh, find the water competition between Alexei Yashin and Andre Markov. Yeah. And that's just because w- with, uh, with the long weekend coming up here, we're recording earlier in the week, uh, got, stuff going on this weekend just in terms of trying to get outside and enjoy the weather just have our weekend to ourselves going to the cottage like there's things going on and we're just getting this episode out early so we will get those two player battles and the tiebreakers they will be in the next episode so we'll release those to you guys but mcgee we're recording on wednesday may 19th this is earlier than when we normally record for our episodes to be coming out but i do have some exciting news in that tomorrow 
So this, when this comes out, it'll be a couple days past, but Thursday, May 20th, I'm getting the first shot of the vaccine and hey. I'm pumped up. Yeah. yeah man. That's, that's exciting. Yeah. I, you... I'm oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I'm excited about it. I, uh, my sisters are both fully vaccinated. They're down at school in the States. So they're like done. They literally got their second vaccines today. That's it. Oh my it's, God. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, so here we are like waiting for my first one and then who knows how my second one will be as long as it's within this year, I don't really care. Yeah. But, it's or something. yeah. but, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about it. It's, uh, kind of waiting for it i guess it's a sense of like life potentially going back to normal in the near future yeah. here so it's exciting yeah that is exciting i so take this in I, I uh i may have mentioned it to you before we recorded i don't think i mentioned this on the air i could have and if i have i apologize but i registered because i got the um vac centers canada i follow that and just want to keep an <laughs> yeah. eye out so I got the notification, oh, like 18 plus in Markham, register here for all the um, pharmacies and locations close to you who who administer the vaccine. I'm like, oh, I thought, perfect, let's do it. So I like register for about like four or five different like locations and just thought, wait, whatever one gets back to me first, it's perfect. I got options yeah. and I'll just go and gas the other ones. So I, I'm sitting in my backyard enjoying the weather last weekend or two weekends ago and I get a notification on my phone and it goes, oh, like, congrats like you're it's your time and queue is done like you're at the front of the line um click this link to book your vaccine <laughs> so i click on the link and i'm like oh my god that's amazing like that's pretty quick like just three days three days later after registering four days yeah so I click on the link and there's a section that says here's the calendar uh, book which time you you would like so i click on the uh view time slots then a notification pops up sorry like all time slots for this for this day are full or like, and I'm like, what the hell? This is the day you, and I couldn't change the day forward or backward. Like I, that was out of the question. It's not like I just didn't know, see it. or <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. It just wouldn't let me book. So I'm like, what the hell? Why would you, why would you send me that notification telling me I'm next up in line and then be full? Yeah. Oh. It's the ultimate tease. Yeah. The, seriously. <laughs> yeah. You got sewered there. The, uh, apparently like the vaccine websites and stuff have been actually just like terrible to work with. I don't, I haven't really had much experience. I, I did the registration like you did. And then I got a notification being like the next day saying that Ontario has moved the age limit to allow my eight, like our age group to get it. But that had happened like two weeks before or a week before or something. So I was like, okay, this is not relevant. Like this already happened. And then I never got anything else. Yeah. And then because of where we work and like in a hotspot and stuff, I was able to actually book my vaccine and go and now I'm able to go and get it. But yeah, like the websites have been kind of crappy. And then I got one of those like song texts too, because I was like, oh, this is a good sign. Like I'm getting one from the shoppers drug mart number That's that I, I set too, it up. Man. Yeah. And I was like, okay, sick. Like I'm getting one here. And then it's like, oh, uh, you're eligible to get it. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's why I registered guys. Like, hello. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. I think it must've been the exact same text or something at least really similar. Cause yeah. yeah, I was upset. I was excited. I kind of dropped everything I was doing to, to book it no dice yeah the Lots only thing i'm worried about is uh it's uh, so i'm getting it thursday and i have to work friday mm -hmm. and i'm gonna be outside landscaping and like i know one of my sisters got like really sick 
and one of them felt nothing. My dad felt like hungover. My mom didn't really feel anything. She felt like tired. And then uh, someone that I work with got it on Sunday and they came to work on Monday and felt fine. They're just, they couldn't lift their arm above their head. So I'm like, this is a wide range of reactions here. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I could be violently ill, feeling hungover and can't lift my arm above my head. Or I could feel none. Or I could have like any little combination of these things. So yeah. I'm just like in for one here. Yeah. Is that like permutations? Is it to calculate the... Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is grade, tw- grade 12 data that- management here. <laughs> like combinations of permutations. <laughs> yeah. Trying to figure out what Zach could possibly have, the outcomes of his vaccine experience. <laughs> the, the number of possible outcomes that could happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got like the little exclamation mark in my, yeah, my uh, math and stuff. Yeah, you know when there's exclamation marks, it's, it's going to be a wild outcome. But I, I wish you the best. Thank you. you best. I'm sure it'll go smoothly. I, I've heard like from people that again, just kind of tired and a little groggy and sore. Yeah, at the end of that's the been world. like the general consensus. But then I have heard people on the complete either ends of the spectrum. I guess to say like either very very sick or like nothing. Yeah. Like they didn't feel like they had it. So I'm like, okay, let's see what happens here. But yeah, yeah it's going to be interesting. That's perfect. I can't wait to get mine too. Like, what's the, I just want to be able to uh, have our, our last. Palooza. Oh, lot of Palooza. But also the golf thing. I want my green jacket, Zach. I know because when we were doing it, it kind of looked like we might be able to get that green jacket handed out relatively soon we knew it was gonna be a little bit delayed and we were waiting for you to come home from school and it's like some other things going on but then it just got like nope nothing like you guys can't have it at all so now we're just like fully just waiting on a return return to play at this point to see when we can get that green jacket handed to you but we'll make it happen yeah i'm excited so hopefully doug ford's buddies change their ways and we can we can all get back to normal but that being said, like we're we're now going to welcome somebody to the the podcast. Uh, we've been kind of hinting at things happening um, that we've uh, we've been teasing you guys. You've been leading you on and saying that big things are happening, and they are. So without further ado, a good buddy of mine will be joining us, and yeah, I'll just throw it right to the interview. I'm now pleased to introduce to the pod a good friend of mine and a former teammate uh, in Elliott Lake. The One of the first friends I made up there, first good friends, I'd say. I had a, had a sleepover one time when I got locked out of the billet house, so we go way back. Uh, I'm pleased to introduce Damien Figuera to the pod. Uh, Damien is currently a hockey player for the York University men's hockey team, and he's getting involved with something else this summer, a little extracurricular activity that... Uh, yeah, Damien, do you mind uh, sharing uh, with us a little bit about that? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. It's uh, I'm definitely excited for this. Um, yeah, we got some good stories to talk about from Elliot Lake for sure. But um, yeah, this summer, um, a few of uh, <laughs> a few of my teammates and I were. We're doing uh, the Ride to Conquer Cancer, um, which is a 200-kilometer bike ride uh, over the span of two days, um, and all we're raising money for cancer research. Um, so we started up a, an Instagram page and just posting some training videos and 
just sharing some of our progress. And that's taking place the weekend of August 28th and 29th. So uh, how did you like get into the cycling and decide to do the cycling for this ride to conquer cancer? Well, like, did you ride before or was it just like, okay, Hey, like guys, let, let's stay in shape here. And like, let's do this thing. Let's try to ride some bikes. Like how did that all start? Yeah. Good question. A lot of people are actually asking me that. Um, we, well, I've always like enjoyed riding my bike, like as a kid and, um, like a few summers ago, I bought like a, a decent, like hybrid bike just to like boot around and like, I didn't have my own car. So like to get to the gym in the summers, I would ride my bike there and whatnot. And I just really liked it. And then last year with nothing going on and being in lockdown, um, I was doing a lot of cycling and then I was like, man, like this bike is like really hard to ride on. Cause it's just like a, a hybrid bike, like a city bike and a, it's like half city bike, half mountain bike. And, um, a friend of mine had a, had a road bike, Justin B and he's, uh, went for a bike ride one time together and he was on his road bike and I was on this old bike and he was just like smoking me. And I was like, <laughs> man, I need to get one of these road bikes. So then at the end of last summer, I bought a road bike and um, like I just love cycling and I've been using it a lot. And this summer we're in lockdown so far, too. So I've been getting out quite a bit. And um, I'm sure like everybody has their own story with cancer. Everybody knows somebody or um, has been affected by it. And my teammate, Justin, said like, hey, we should do this this uh, ride to conquer cancer this summer. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. And uh, usually it's a ride from uh, Toronto to Niagara Falls, but because of the pandemic, it's kind of decentralized and everybody just rides with their own team together and records the distance and, and shares it. So um, yeah, there's a, there's a pretty good group of us doing it. That's unreal, man. So at that point when Justin came forward and kind of, asked you to to join him with this ride to conquer cancer did you find it was tough to kind of recruit the rest of your team and, and fill out the rest of the roster when you say hey guys like 200 kilometers let's go <laughs> were there a lot of takers at first or, or did you really have to kind of knock on some doors and, and find a good group of guys to do it with you yeah it's definitely intimidating um but we we actually had some friends who were kind of into it already i i did the um the ride for heart and stroke two summers ago uh, in 2019, which is a 50 kilometer charity ride in Toronto. Um, so I did that with one of my friends from the gym uh, who also bought a road bike last summer. So he was kind of excited to, to, to take part two um, and a couple other friends, kind of the same situation as me, just like really nothing going on last summer. So they bought bikes and, um, and they wanted to do this. And my girlfriend as well, she, um, she's kind of getting into it as well. And uh, I think she was a little bit intimidated at first about the 200 kilometers, but we've gone out a couple of times together on the bike. And I think she's, uh, she's getting used to it and she's not so scared of it anymore. <laughs> Perfect, man. <laughs> Perfect. So the so, 200 kilometers, uh, does seem like an intimidating distance. How far, like what's the farthest you've ridden in one ride so far? Obviously you said over two days, but like, what's the farthest you've ridden in one, one go? Yeah. So 
Like when I first started cycling, well, the first long ride I ever did was that that 50 kilometer um, ride for heart and stroke. And that was on my old bike. So that uh, that hunk of junk. But um, <laughs> that's the equivalent of a like thousand. Now 50 kilometers is like kind of a good just like kilometers is like kind of like just a ride I'll do. Um, but the longest ride I've done was actually about a month ago with Justin, uh, and we did a we did a hundred kilometers. So a hundred kilometers is the uh, the longest ride I've done, and that was definitely a bagger. Like at the end of that, we were we were feeling all right, but we had to stop a couple times. Like we stopped for food, we stopped for coffee. Um, we kind of made a day out of it, so it was uh, it was fun, and I think that's that's what we're going to do. It's 200 kilometers over two days. So I think we're going to do a hundred the first day and a hundred the second day. So right on, man. That's that actually does sound like a lot of fun, especially stopping and, and grabbing a bite to eat, kind of hanging out and just, just you, the bikes and the open road. <laughs> yeah, that it is nice, man. Like, I don't know. You see them. Like I always saw cyclists, like going to cottage, like wearing like all the tight clothes and stuff. And I'm like, man, these guys are such hardos. But <laughs> once you get into it, like, I really like it, man. Like I, especially right now with like nothing going on, like, I don't know. You guys are both in school or Zach, I don't know if you're in school, but Mags, like you're in school and like this year doing school online and like a grind and like you're home all day and like, you're just on your computer, you're sitting there and like, it's so draining and, just getting out and like it's like I used to listen to music and sometimes I just go out and just like no music and I just go for a ride and it's nice to just get out and be alone and have some kind of thing yeah I, I, I gotta ask you this I know that you're you're a big car guy as well we used to rip around in the wick all the time and you you're no stranger to long long drives um and now that you've been a road cyclist too, I want to know where you fall. Are you team road cyclist? Are you team car guy that hates on the road cyclist? What's your, <laughs> what's your stance, man? What's your stance on that? Cause I know it's a, it's a battle that's been it's as old as time itself. It seems. <laughs> that's a good question. That's, that's funny too. And I was, <laughs> it makes me laugh because the, uh, the, so I'm doing some landscaping right now. And the guy that I work with, he, uh, he drives the truck around and, like he just despises cyclists when he's driving. Like he's like, man, these guys gotta get off the road. Like we gotta get to the next site. I'm like, dude, like just relax. Like, like you have so much <laughs> space to get around them. And um, <laughs> there's definitely those people that just hate them. And like when I'm riding my bike, like sometimes you get people that just like whiz right by you. Like they're scraping your elbows as they're going by, and it's like get the whole road like just move over so for cyclists um like i i definitely know that it's very very annoying and and dangerous to to whip by a cyclist so um i think i'm team cyclist definitely team cyclist <laughs> I, you gotta you gotta be careful for those guys and uh, they're just they're just out there trying to get some exercise so <laughs> give them some space and a follow-up question for you that being said that that being said like if they're riding in the middle of the road and being inconsiderate, then like, like they got to know better. Yeah. <laughs> I got a follow-up question too. With you being on team cyclist, it's, I don't know. I, I tweeted this on, on my old Twitter account that it, it seems as though cyclists in Toronto all have calf tattoos. 
is there a calf tattoo in your future? Like, are you going to be like committing to the cyclist in your, in your spandex shorts, rocking the calf tattoo? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm not a, uh, I'm not really a tattoo guy. I don't have, I don't have any tattoos. Um, but I guess if I were to get one, it would have to be a calf one and something, uh, something definitely gnarly. I guess my calves are looking a little juicy now from all the cycling. So. Yeah, a tattoo of your bike on your calf, like your, your own bike. Like a picture of me riding or just the bike? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's even better. You riding the, the first ever bike. <laughs> yeah, the, the junk bike. Yeah, yeah on my yeah. calf. No, I'm not... Uh, I'm not a big tattoo guy. I don't, I don't have any. And, um, so yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not really team cyclist then if I don't get one. <laughs> yeah. That's the full commitment right there is getting the calf tattoo. Oh yeah. So how many people is it that you have riding on this team with you? And, uh, do you guys have a team name? Yeah. So our team name is Chiclismo, which is just something that uh, we kind of thought was cool. It means like cycling in Italian. Um, <laughs> so we just thought it was a cool team name. Um, and there's eight of us. So the team members are myself, um, Justin Bean, who's a mem- also one of my teammates at York, um, David D'Agostino, who's a teammate of mine at York, um, my friend, Luca doctor, who, I uh, used to train at or train with in the summers and he used to play at Ryerson. Um, my friend, Alex Fatinos, who, um, I also worked out with in the summers and he was the old goalie at York and he's the guy I actually did that, uh, 50 kilometer ride for heart and stroke with, uh, his dad is riding with us. Our friend Eric Woodland from Niagara Falls, who's um, a youth friend of David D'Agostino, and my girlfriend Elena Rickersing, who plays on the women's hockey team at York. So we're a bunch of hockey players who decided to get on the saddle and, and bike. So <laughs> I think that's eight. I said eight. I think that's eight members. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was eight. That's perfect, man. Well, good for you guys. I and we're happy to be a part of it. I know your jerseys came in. You we you kind of got in touch with me and wanted to kind of collaborate with the pod. Um, and I'm glad we did. I'm glad you did. You showed me pictures of your jerseys with the Lads and Launchers logo sported on the Chiclismo cycling team's jerseys, which is pretty dope. We're gonna try to do our best to one share it with the listeners uh, and see if we can get some more donations to, uh, for you guys. And Dude, we're, we're super excited to have you on and super excited to be supporting you um, as you embark on this 200K, 200K ride. Yeah, and just to build off yeah. uh, what McGee said there, um, when, so when is the ride? Um, and then how can people help and donate? Is there somewhere they can go? Your Instagram page, what's your Instagram called? Like, How can people find you guys to help you guys out and to donate? Because we'll obviously do uh, our part to promote it and put it out to our listeners but like if they wanted to go and find you guys where do they have to go to do that okay cool um so our ride is august 28th and august 29th it was supposed to be june 12th and 13th but it got pushed back because of the current lockdowns and i guess they thought it was safer to do it 
near the end of the summer. Hopefully things get better then and it doesn't get moved again or canceled. Um, so yeah, August 28th and 29th is the days we'll be riding. Uh, we're going to be riding 200 kilometers over that span and to donate, um, you can find the link in my Instagram bio. We also have a team page um, on Instagram. It's Chiclismo GTA. Um, so C-I-C-L-I-S-M-O-G-T-A. And there's a link in the bio there as well where you can donate to the team page. Um, so we've all set personal goals of $1,500 and a team goal of $5,000. I know that math doesn't add up because we were originally uh, three riders. Um, but as we expanded, we haven't changed our team goal. So we've already exceeded our team goal of $5,000. Um, but we'd love, we love and we thank everybody for their support. And it's obviously for a great cause. And, and like I said before, I think everybody has a, a story or can relate to someone who's dealt with cancer and, and had to fight. So um yeah we're we're doing this for a great cause and we appreciate everybody's support yeah we're, we're happy to with you to uh we're happy to partner with you guys on this one um and we'll definitely get that link on our bio as well so everybody listening um feel free to check that out we'll get a post going get you uh kind of the stories updated consistently and keeping track of your progress and we'll have our listeners be able to follow right along and and watch you guys as you as you do this for sure. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to send you some pics of the jerseys too. So yeah, that'd be unreal, man. Figs, it was great catching up with you and, uh, good luck, man. 200 K you've done hundred K yeah. in a day before. What's one more, man. You got this. All right. So thanks to Damien for coming on. It's pretty cool to see what they're up to. These guys are doing some really cool things and obviously helping a cause like that is pretty awesome. So make sure you go over to our Instagram page. We'll put the link in our bio of where you guys can donate. And if you guys do donate, make sure to post it on your story and tag us and tag uh, Damien and his cycling team as well. Uh, C-I-C-L-I-M-I. <laughs> no, I. <laughs> C I C L I S no S M O S M O yeah I just went full dyslexic I was reading it and then I stopped reading it and looked at you and then just at the end so C I C L I S M O G T A on Instagram so chiclism oh my God McGee I can't say it red leather yellow leather red leather yellow so their cycling club you can donate on their page you can donate on damien's page and then we'll have the link in our bio so you guys can donate on there really cool stuff that these guys are doing there these guys are doing it for a great cause that as well so that's pretty awesome to see and then these guys put their logo on our jerseys so they're going to be riding in uh, their team uniforms with the lads and launchers logo on their jerseys which is also pretty awesome so we're really happy about that we're really happy to be involved in that and we can't wait to see the uh the jerseys and these guys riding in them because like who who again like going back to a year ago last week or today for youtube we brought back the podcast and who would have thought that by this time we would have like our logo on a team uniform that's being ridden in a charity cycling like race yeah it's yeah pretty cool i would have never expected that and i th I just love catching up with old friends and 
finding out that they're doing great things still. And it's, it's pretty cool that you don't know a lot of like guys in their early twenties who take it upon themselves to, to contribute to the heart and stroke foundation and, and raise money for cancer research. It's, yeah. it's not often you find guys doing stuff like that. So I think it's a super cool thing to do. Uh, I'm really excited to be a part of it. We'll get them back on closer to the date. Um, but yeah, man, doing something like that, taking time out of your day to do that. I, I know like even my, for myself, like I've done, I've done some charity, some charity stuff and but definitely not to that level and that for 200 kilometers and, and raising money. That's awesome. I know a lot of people who just be sitting at home and, and playing video games. And honestly, right now in quarantine, that's probably, probably me. I've <laughs> noticed a lot of, uh, a lot of my time has gone to Snapchat recently. I, I'm sitting at, at the work desk. Uh, and during my work day and I'm kind of like, whatever, finish my task. And I open up my phone and it's like, I just get hooked in the Snapchat stories. And sometimes I don't even know what I'm watching. It's just all garbage, but I can't look away. It's trash. Yo. Okay. So <laughs> we've talked a lot about like the stuff, like the TikTok and things that we watch. Yeah. I could never get into the Snapchat, like ma- daily mail and all those. No, things it's that never daily mail. Like, it's like science experiments and stuff. Oh, I still like, I, I stay away from that. You know, what is actually kind of crazy is so before I started working, I had like, I was just chilling at home basically like we're seasonal employment. So I had nothing really going on. It's kind of waiting to get back to work. And I was just putting all my time into the pod. And then when I got, went back to work, you know how you get the weekly updates of how much time you spent on your phone. Yeah. So my first week, <laughs> my first week back at work at the end of the week, my, my like screen time. Yeah. My screen time was down 65% from the previous week. Holy <laughs> Yeah, dude. That's good though. That's good though. I feel like it's just eating my brains. Like I just can't, it's just horrible. It's all garbage, man. I, I compared it to the modern day tabloids to you before this episode. I think it is. It's just a bunch of nonsense happening. Like yeah. I know way too much about what's going on in like the TikTok influencers lives. Like I know way too much about like people that I, I shouldn't even know who they are. And for some reason I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I just know about it. Like from twitter and tiktok like i usually stay away from like what whatever's on snapchat not for any particular reason i was just like i just don't go there and get hooked into that stuff i I don't know i've usually just on twitter reading things um but yeah i don't know it's the, the once i was able to go back to work and like stay off of it even since then like it my screen time just goes down and down every day of like every week my gradual my gradual uh, screen time is gradually going down <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i don't know it's it's a it's a interesting world that you can get wrapped up in if you end up in like the all those different uh oh, streams dude. on there i can't even tell when one ends and the other begins like just... <laughs> yeah because you you click and it just goes to the next one yeah 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 it's, it's honestly horrible i want to delete snapchat so i think that's going to be maybe a challenge that i can do for the pod just that i need a good social media cleanse man i might just like delete it from my phone because it's just i'm gonna keep instagram because i need it for the pod and also instagram is like one of those things that your friends like oh like who's who are you talk about somebody and you're like oh wait who is that again and then you're like oh this person here they're like oh okay yeah. right right like it's just like a identification almost yo i need to tell you this so <laughs> Um, I think this is actually probably the beginning of the end of looking at any of those Snapchat things that were on there. Um, one time I was hanging out with Aang 
been on the show before friend of the show and he was uh telling me he was showing me something on snapchat and he's like it was like a daily mail feed that comes up and he's like yo like look at this is where i get all this news from and like all this stuff and he's like telling me he's like so pumped about it he's like yo give me your phone give me your phone so i'm like okay so like give him my phone and he like subscribes to the daily mail on the snapchat thing and i swear to i swear it was like a day or like a day and a half later i was like get this garbage off my phone and i just like unsubscribed and never went back yeah what is this there's the uh the daily mail i can't remember there's one that was actually like decent news where they're they're a little more serious but the daily mail is just like (laughs) fucking (laughs) internet nonsense it is full internet nonsense and he's like yo this is where like i find like all the all my information Eng, come on, buddy. I think we've to dr- Eng's been the, the subject of a of a be better. He's also been like the lot of the week. So it, what goes around comes around. It balances out. But balances I think in, in this case, it, we need to be better. Jonathan, yeah. be better for getting your news from the Daily Mail on Snapchat. Oh man, at yeah, least like- if you're going to do that, you need like a, a, a supporting platform. You need like oh. daily news and daily news oh. and something. Or daily mail from like a newspaper or like yeah, reading yeah. it online not on snapchat where it's like a paragraph that says like scientists may have discovered that sending chimpanzees to mars will solve adhd <laughs> and then i'll be like dude chimpanzees are solving adhd it's insane <laughs> like <laughs> just put some stuff over there and it's like let that's me, the let title subscribe. let me subscribe to you so you don't miss out this, this the, i swear he was so excited he's like man awesome, give me your phone I give me your phone like story. you need to see this <laughs> i was like that's no story. but yeah more of the stories snapchat's going down the shitter quick yeah it's tough now it's not what it used to be with the dog filter and all that stuff yeah yeah it was a simpler time back then now they're just trying to do too much yeah go back to your roots snapchat nobody wants to be on snapchat for anything other than sending pictures back and forth that's <laughs> yeah that's that's the whole point of the app come on guys yeah. mcgee i think that's like about the end of episode 80 yeah we had a good episode here we rec- recorded earlier in the week we didn't really have a game plan here we kind of just went with the flow of things we had damien on talk about the cycling what they those guys are up to so make sure that we go on you go on our page go on damien's page go on there uh cycling account to donate we'll have the link in our bio we're going to make some posts over this next coming week about what to do and where to go and where to donate and then make sure when you do donate you screenshot it or just tell us that you've done so and we'll share it we, we want to put it out there that you guys are supporting them because that's really awesome what those guys are doing and then we really are appreciative and thankful for everybody who does help support these guys on their ride uh ride to conquer cancer it's awesome cause that they're doing it for so we're really excited to be partnering and working with them on that but yeah i i think this is a great episode me yeah i think so too i think uh really brought the heat this episode thanks again we to did. damien for coming on and, and joining us talking a little bit about his uh his journey and yeah guys thanks again for listening and tuning in for 80 episodes of lads and lawn chairs so without further ado you guys know the drill catch us next week for episode 81 same time same place, same lawn chairs. Cheers, lads and ladettes. Cheers.